0: Welcome to the Contrarian Marketing Podcast, where we give you ideas you might not be thinking about. Today, we're talking about creative marketing channels to acquire new customers. Kevin, is there anything new happening in your life that you'd like to share with our listening and watching audience?
1: Yes, I became a father three weeks ago, When the beautiful trajectory of, of being a parent, first-time parent. And we're having a daughter, and it's it's quite the ride, man. It's obviously amazing, very rewarding. You gain a lot of, a lot of perspective for all sorts of things. And of course, at the same time, it's also challenging sometimes with getting up at night, changing endless diapers that, dude, the money, we spend on diapers is, is unreal. So if I ever have to switch career because AI destroys SEO,
0: wink, wink, I
1: probably going to go to the diaper, because there's just endless money there.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, when I asked you if there's anything new, I thought you were going to talk about moving, but this that's way bigger. And speaking of endless diapers. There are people that complain about the cost of diapers and they switch to the diapers where you get picked up. They, they, they pick up your dirty diapers. I don't know if there's an amount of money that makes that worth it. <laughs> so, so don't do that. If you do your, your cost benefit calculations, you definitely need to put a lot more costs on the emotional side. You pay the price for bad diapers very quickly. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: You know, we did this whole thing where we bought, I think five or six different brands of diapers and we bought small little 10 packs to compare them against each other. And I tell you what, man, maybe our sensitivity is pretty high, but all it takes is one diaper. Explosion. That, one explosion and that bread is dead.
0: <laughs> you... This episode is not sponsored by P&G.
1: <laughs> it should be though. Sponsored <laughs> by Pampers. It,
0: yes, Pampers, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, we can talk about diapers next 30 minutes. <laughs> diaper growth hacks.
1: like what's new in your world? I already have uh, an SEO course I'll tell me. Oh. I was,
0: was going to start by telling you about this SEO course, and now you have a baby, and like, that's way bigger news. So my teeny, teeny, tiny exciting news compared to your very, very exciting news is I have an SEO course that I filmed with a company called Domestica, which is sort of like Udemy or LinkedIn Learning, but focused on the Spanish market. So they're based in Madrid, and they've, they're expanding and have expanded a little bit more in the English market. And another place they're expanding is Domestico is a really cool site for anybody that's never checked it out. It's go with a K. It's mostly art training, like architecture, artisty kind of things. And they want to expand it. They wanted to expand it to more business kind of courses. So I filmed an SEO course with them. Not my typical SEO kind of thing. Very, very beginner kind of SEO. So what SEO is, where do you go to look and find information about it? How do you get better at it? And it's very interactive with projects and homeworks and all that. I don't know if our listening audience fits in there but if you know anybody that doesn't know anything about seo ch- certainly check it out and the link will be in the show notes and i'm really excited because it took a long time to see this come out that's amazing man give me like a quick rundown of what you cover
1: in the course even, even if it's just two or three different like bullet points
0: i literally start with defining What SEO is like search engine optimization and teach about a website. I show how to publish a blog post again, super beginner for our audience here. I know we have very advanced people and we love all the feedback we get from everyone, but very beginner on like what exactly SEO is and like, where do people search? Like all those very, very basic things, which amazingly so many people don't know, which is why they get ripped off and pay agencies hundreds of dollars a month to do absolutely nothing. And we definitely need to do an an episode on agencies, ripping unknowing people off. Happens all
1: the time. And I love that you cover the basics because they're so important. I'm not just saying that because you have the course out, but with most of my clients, we keep going back to the basics over and over. And there's still basics that a lot of companies get wrong. So I think it's a super important topic. Find the link to the course in show notes if you're curious. And speaking of basics, today's topic, of course, is innovative and creative marketing channels. I feel like the idea of basics is also applicable here because, you know, there's so many marketing channels out there that are saturated. And where it's really hard to get attention simply because there's there's a lot of noise out there right i asked some of my twitter followers what their favorite and most popular marketing channels are most of them said actually word of mouth as a marketing channel which i I think is debatable second was ads on google instagram tiktok youtube third was seo and then fourth was traditional advertising we thought hey it's so difficult to get attention these days why don't we share some of the most creative and innovative marketing channels out there that we have found so that you can maybe run some tests on them and see if they're valuable channels for you to get your brand out there, maybe get some new customers.
0: So this is the Contrarian Marketing Podcast, where we're trying to give you ideas that you might not be thinking about. And one of the things, whenever I have conversations or, or post on social media, what's the best marketing channel? And talk to people about that or, or you know, learn from others. It's always the channel they know. So if I post it, a lot of SEO followers, they insist SEO is the best channel. If you're on You know, performance people doing advertising, they insist their channels are the best. You take a step back as a consumer and you walk around the world, you see there are so many other advertising channels. And again, the people in those, and I don't know the, you know, specifically the experts there, but the people that do those think that that channel is the best. So even think about like the recent world cup, they were at logos on their jerseys. The sides of the, of the field have all sorts of logos. Like that's advertising. That's not digital. That's not performance. That's not SEO. So there are so many things out there. So what the main thing that comes to mind is never close your mind to these other ideas and these other channels, they work, you have to learn more about them. But I think, you know, if you are willing to be open-minded to them, there are ways to certainly advertise and acquire new customers. One thing I I think is, and and I've, I've tried this in, in past roles where, you know, investigated what it would cost. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever flown on a budget airline out of America? I have and I will never again. Oh, no, no. Which one? Uh, I got to hear more about this.
1: So Ryanair, man. They, they leave you, you know, they're, they're the worst, man. They have all sorts of hidden fees. I don't care bashing them. They really don't care about you as a passenger, man. They'll, they'll leave you at the airport if you're, if you're not following the rules exactly to the protocol.
0: Well, yeah, it's an airline designed to make money from the fees. So when I lived in Singapore, I used to, flew, I used to fly the budget airlines in Asia. And they're like Ryanair, except they're not that bad. They had advertising everywhere. So in the backs of every seat in the safety, the head out, they had ads. So I've looked into advertising on these kinds of things. The one thing I, I learned is that they have a very, it's called a long lead. So there's short lead and long lead when you're doing out of home advertising. So short lead is you want to advertise like a time magazine. So you can get in fairly quickly. Long lead is those airline magazines where if you want to get advertised in them, you have to wait a year because they, you know, they book it out and they plan it. they tell you oh you know next summer's magazine is going to be about traveling to italy would you like to be advertising against that so i've looked into that but all of those things work i mean those advertisers aren't stupid and that's what our listeners and everyone in marketing should know is that step out of your your box and step out of your lane and and check these things out so let's dig into some of these ideas like what what are some things that you've tried what are some channels that you think might work and maybe we should come up with a fictitious product so we can talk about like how do we position that fictitious product. I have a
1: perfect idea. Why don't we do a self-cleaning diaper? This is not scripted, I uh, problem. It's not prepared, but self-cleaning diaper. Perfect. You never have to clean it. You know, you just leave it on as long as you want. And why don't we do that? The first channel that I wanted to, the first marketing channel that I wanted to mention that I found incredibly impactful is product ambassadors built on a community. So products like Notion and many others, or some others better said, not many, some, we're able to build incredibly strong communities around their product that surfaced ambassadors that are similar to influencers, but they're basically people who have a following in that community and who represent and push the product tremendously forward. And that has a couple of benefits. One is that there's a strong fit between the, the, the person and selling the product. It doesn't, it doesn't feel artificial, like a fashion influencer trying to push a nutrition product, for example, right? Two the people are already in the community and they have buy-in from the community, which makes the ambassadorship and evangelizing a product so much more effective. And three is typically non-paid. It's typically free, right? You basically, you, you reward these people with access to products or letting them influence the product and basically keeping them in a, in a close loop around the company, maybe inviting them to an events and stuff and amplifying their voices again, but it's free. So product ambassadors and in the whole context of community that's my first marketing channel that I, o- I don't only think is, is kind of creative and innovative. I also think that we're going to see a lot more companies in the future building on top of communities.
0: You know, it's, what's funny is that this, is, this really predates, and I, I, I know you want to call it new, but it really predates the internet. So I don't know if you remember, or you grew up in, in Germany, so I don't know if they still have them or Amazon put it out of business, but like Tupperware and you know even Amway They started with these same communities where people bought products in a living room and they had a party definitely pyramid marketing where the person at the top gets paid the most but it's a part of the same community where you come for a fun event and you leave with a bunch of stuff you didn't really intend to buy we've digitized this with communities where now you hang out with people and your community becomes a part of the product that you're paying for so fascinating that they've reinvented this and actually probably made it easier to buy and less awkward to walk out the door without spending any money.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that the difference to you know, Tupperware parties and and, and, and similar pre-internet communities, the, the the connection to the community is so much more direct through the internet, right? You can communicate faster. You don't need to be in the same room and all that kind of stuff, but the basic principles still apply. I, I agree with you. What is one marketing show that you've found to be very creative and innovative?
0: So in, in, I want to think about, all marketing channels in that respect rather than one specific one. And that is to get pitched by agencies. So, for anybody that's watched and Mad Men's probably the most famous marketing show, but there's so many agencies out there that they do formal pitches. So, you know, you and I are consultants and we do pitches, but nothing compared to what these people do. Like, I think if anybody asked me, like, would you please fly to our office in Omaha and, you know, come present what you want to do? I'd, I'd, you know, I'd probably ghost them. So, <laughs> that's not the way I'm going to be doing any, any pitching, but the marketing agencies do that. So they have agencies of record. So say we have our, our, you know, our innovative diaper product. We'd put out a call for proposals and say, we're looking for agencies of record. And then these agencies would come in with their proposals and they would say, well, we need to build this community for you. Or we would like to do this side of bus campaign in the city of San Francisco, or we want to do TV advertising, you know, during NFL games. I think it's important to get input from these ideas and have the agencies do the pitches because you can't possibly know all them. Like if we were to start listing out all the all the places you could potentially advertise any of these products, you know, the airline magazines, where the back of airline seats, maybe you got to put that in airline bathrooms, like go, it goes on and on and on. Like maybe should you advertise in Disney Plus? Should you advertise on Netflix? Should you advertise on Hulu? Like there are all these places and you can't possibly know which is the best one, and it's really important that when you're doing these things, you do the same ROI calculations that you do on any marketing. That's where I like the idea of agencies because they have their specialties. They have the things that they research. Like if I were to go and do this right now, like, well, I'm going to do my SEO for the diapers. I'm going to do some paid social for the diapers. I'm going to do a little, you know, Google ads for the diapers. What else do I do? So then I'm Googling, then I'm like reading Reddit threads or I'm going on chat, and saying where to advertise, but you get the agencies that come in and say, look, You know, we've done our analysis and Birmingham, Alabama is going to be the cheapest place for you to take six billboards on the side of the highway. I couldn't possibly Google that myself. So get input, put out a call for proposals, reach out to agencies. And no, I hate to say this because, you know, we're the small people out here on our own, but you got to go to the big agencies because they're the ones that are, they're going to have that expertise and they're going to have those relationships and they're going to know how to do a, you know, a media buy in, you know, the Memphis area or something again, very unique.
1: That's a good point. the the power of relationships, especially when it comes to things like press releases, sometimes or media mentions, it does make a massive difference. I remember at at a company that I worked at previously, I'm not going to say the name. We had this amazing PR guy, and he came from more of a, like a an old school type of PR. where you still have you know the phone number of journalists or their email, and you kind of pitch them one to one. But that was incredibly effective because he had those relationships, and you don't have to cold outreach to journalists, which doesn't work most of the time anyway. I'm all for kind of relationships. And I agree with you that big, big agencies can be a way there. One that I want to provide or offer that is on the other end of the spectrum is freemium. So freemium is a, is a business model or a pricing model, we provide a big part of the product for free, even though I don't typically like the idea that the product is part of marketing because sure you need, I think we can set it as a requirement that you have to have a good product that before you think about marketing, right? So let's not say that the product is part of marketing because. It should be required that you have a good product. However, what's not always the default is is that you don't pay to use a product. But the cool thing about it is that if you want word of mouth or quote-unquote virality, having people experience the product with as little friction as possible is the best way to get there. And it's just not the same to have an enterprise product that you give someone for free for a short duration of time. The real value in my mind comes from freemium, and you can incentivize them, right? You can say, hey, you get, uh, I don't know, maybe some pro features for a month if you invite three of your friends or if you send an invite to three of your friends. So you can you can amplify that premium effect. But I found that to be the most, the the, the closest to product when it comes to marketing channels.
0: I like that. You know, I spent all this time at and That that was literally how they grew the business. There are even companies out there that gave away the product for free in general, and then they discovered that people wanted to pay them. I think, you know, early one from the internet was McAfee. McAfee was founded by, what was his first name? Whatever. His name was McAfee and he was very strange. I think he was wanted for murder and then he killed himself. But he initially started by creating his own antivirus and he was giving it out for free and it was helping people to find the viruses on their computer. And then he started monetizing when large companies were doing audits. Great story. We should put the Wikipedia article in in the show notes. But large companies were auditing their computers and discovering that their employees were using McAfee, and they'd reach out to McAfee and say, Hey, we found this on our computer. How much is the license? So he just started making up prices. But that freemium is a, a great way to get people using and experiencing your product. So, one thing that there's a channel that admittedly I have not actually gone fully down the road of checking out, it's one I want to do if I find the right product. So maybe we're going to do it for our new diaper product radio. So, radio used to be big. That's the way, what people did on their way to work. So now two things have changed, obviously. One is people don't drive to work necessarily. And the second is there's Spotify. So radio ads are actually very cheap and very easy to obtain, but there's a site where you can create a radio ad and buy very, very, very inexpensive airtime. So test it out. So again, based on your metrics, you could say, you know, for a few hundred dollars, even you can have the ad run once. You could create your own audio, you know, using a microphone, just like we are right now with podcasting. Great, your audio, it doesn't have to be a famous DJ endorsing your product. You could just say like, this is the thing I'm selling diapers that prevent explosions, check it out at explodingdiaper.com. whatever, it is, whatever it is. And you pay for the time it runs. So like that, that has gotten significantly cheaper. I think in, you know, days past, if you want to do a radio ad, you had to find an agency, you needed to create a creative ad. The audience has changed. I think it's still people in cars or at work listening to the radio. Again, certainly not as much as, as it used to be. But that's something that I think would be interesting depending on the product checkout because you could get ears listening to to your ad. And on the same note, Hulu, I think you can do a Hulu ad for for $500. So you could test a Hulu ad for $500. Again, not a lot of people are going to see it, but it is a different format. It's not Facebook. They're seeing your ad before you watch something. And one thing I would note both on the radio and Hulu and whatever other platform you want to try this on and it's all self serve, but I would not self serve. Totally use an agency because they know what they're doing. But creative matters. So, like, imagine you're about to watch a show on Hulu, and then you get like a terrible video. That's the response people are going to have. So, you just you need good creative. You need to entice them and engage them, and you're make you're creating brand awareness.
1: Yep, great point. Love value advertising and podcast advertising. I think there's a a whole bunch of traditional media channels that are. I don't want to say have been forgotten, but that have been deemed ineffective. And that's not always as true as you would think. Some other traditional channels that I would mention in the same vein is affiliate marketing, still incredibly powerful. The only thing that changed is that anonymous bloggers, they often now have YouTube channels, but some of them still make many millions of dollars a year from affiliate marketing. Direct mail is another one of these that I personally am not very sensitive to, but that, that actually works pretty well, especially as you said, Eli, when the creative is really good. The other one is outdoor media or billboards. Drive through San Francisco or the Silicon Valley, you see a lot of really good, mostly good billboards. And those those just catch a lot of attention. But in the vein of, of innovative and creative traffic channels, I actually think that incentivized referrals is maybe not mind-blowingly new, but incredibly effective and underrated. And what I mean specifically is that you can, you can actually use this channel in different ways. One of them is that just simply in your product, you have a prominent button in the user interface, maybe in the admin, that says, hey, you know, get $500 if you refer the product to, to one of your friends and they sign up. So you basically provide them a paid cash incentive, and it can be other incentives too, it doesn't have to be cash. but. It needs to be very attractive for the user, but it, of course, it still needs to make sense in your customer acquisition costs and customer lifetime value. But those kind of personal referrals, incredibly, incredibly effective and still very, very underutilized. So referrals would be my, my third suggestion.
0: I love that. I love the referral thing. I, I grew my I learned digital marketing in the, the affiliate and referral world. So a huge respect for the things that, you know, that community has driven they i think they created most of the innovative ways of doing marketing and not a lot of the brands figured it out and they cut them out but initially i think you know even on seo wise a lot of big brands did not rank on their own names it was all affiliates so my my last one and my my third one that's an innovative marketing channel is doing anything that is a billboard or anything that that's very out of home right i like the direct mail I like billboards, TV shout outs where they just, you know just to say this is sponsored by somebody. I really like those channels because they, again, I'm very focused on ROI and, and, you know, the costs, they can be extremely cost effective. So a billboard in a random place could be very cheap, but you get the wrong eyeballs on it, or it could be very expensive and you get the wrong eyeballs on it. So I like that because, you know, for a couple hundred dollars a month, you can get a billboard that says something. And depending on your product, you can generate, generate a lot of ROI from it. So depending on what the cost is depending on the eyeballs, those could be very interesting channels. And for me, I think the the most important thing that anytime you're doing any sort of advertising is to understand your ROI, not to just be like, well, it seems really cool to have an ad, you know, during you know March Madness, or it seems really cool to have an ad, you know, on the back of a jersey when they play the World Cup. It has to make sense. It has to be the right people looking at it. Yeah, I always think it's interesting that during the Super Bowl, there's a lot of luxury cars that are sold. You know, BMWs and Mercedes. The general audience is not in market for those cars, and they may not even be in market at all. Somehow somebody calculates as there's going to be enough of a lift eventually from those ads that it's worthwhile. So you know, if you're getting into this, again, I'm gonna endorse this again. Use an agency that can help you explain and help understand what the investment is and what the expected ROI is.
1: Awesome, and I think we each got three total. I think there's lots of good suggestions in here. Is there any other channels that we should just briefly touch on that you think
0: people are missing a lot of times? So quick one for me is email lists. There's so many people that have great email lists. Kevin, you got a huge email list. I have a teeny tiny email list. Again, all comes down to cost. Can you get in front of those people, get endorsed? So it's along the lines of everything we've talked about here. It's affiliate, it's a referral, it's eyeballs. So email lists, you find the right email list maybe they don't even realize that they could sell you that ad. So keep an eye out for those good ways to get in front of people.
1: Obviously love email lists. Another one that's very similar is text and WhatsApp. Also incredibly easy to burn people out if you overdo it. So you want to be very sparse, high signal to noise ratio and give people a chance to provide feedback, right? So if you use it, for example, as an update channel, which I don't think is the best use, I think as a communication engagement channel, it might make a lot more sense, but if you use it for updates give people a way to say send me fewer updates or let me opt out out of this otherwise you you're able to do a lot of brand damage
0: i love that that's a that's a great one next one i have is is influencer so influencer gets dirty but it has a bad name because you think about like the mega influencers the tiktok influencers youtube influencers but if you look for micro influencers that's someone that you see that could have a valid opinion within the audience you're looking for reach out to that person and say, you know, again, they may not have a very specific price and say, what would it take for you to be our ambassador or for you to be our influencer? So instead of thinking of mega influencers, they're just shouting things out and you get one tweet, or, you know, you have to hire them for millions of dollars a year to be your ambassador, find someone that would be respected within your industry or in your product to give you a single tweet or give multiple tweets or give you a single LinkedIn update or Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is. And then you can screenshot it and say, this person loves our product or even better get them to do a video.
1: Love that. Yep, absolutely. And the last one that I would pitch is content syndication. You know, it's harder and harder to stick out with content on the web. However, when you invest a lot of money and time, sweat, blood, and tears, into creating truly outstanding content, then you need to be as loud about it as possible. And content syndication is something that I found to be incredibly effective. If you can get your content out there in front of many eyeballs, there's a much higher chance that it influences your brand positively and
0: people might click through. So Last one for me is content syndication. Kevin, I love that idea of content syndication and, and it's it's undervalued be in a world where everyone's trying to syndicate and get backlinks. But along the same lines, my last quick one is guest posts. So guest posts are obviously totally destroyed for SEO and everyone's always thinking of, you know, bad backlinks. I think that guest posts have limited value for SEO because everyone knows the sites that do it. Everyone knows that, you know, Forbes, Fast Company, Inc., you know, they're for sale. And you can get a guest post there and it is of no value. But if you think of that as a way of getting a logo so now you can put on your website as seen on fast company again it's a paid post as seen in entrepreneur magazine as seen in Inc. magazine i think if you value it like that instead of saying well this is i'm going to spend thousand dollars to get this article because now i'm going to hopefully get higher rankings and it's an seo link think of it of like i'm spending a thousand dollars to get an article forever that will say i was in ink i was an entrepreneur so again that's another marketing channel for me it's not you're you're not bridging off of that awareness You're bridging off the awareness of telling other people as seen on. So that's my last one, but yeah, Kevin, let's wrap up with your favorite creative marketing efforts. Why don't you go first, talk about something that you've done. That's interesting. That is not traditional. So when I was at Atlassian, we bought Trello
1: for 400 million in cash, by the way, this is pretty crazy. And Trello had done an amazing job in building these, this huge email list of millions of subscribers and rightfully so they, they just put out amazing content a really good marketing strategy, a small but super powerful team, by the way. So big shout out to the Trello marketing team from back then. We were able to, to boost any content from an SEO perspective that we want simply by mentioning it in the newsletters and getting hundreds of thousands of people to visit those those articles. And then a few of them would build links or just share it on social media. So it was a huge amplification effort. And I think it's often forgotten that you as a brand, you should build a large email list, as we said earlier. But using email to boost other channels, that was one of the most powerful examples of, of a marketing child that I've seen.
0: So my most creative is when I was, and I will link this in the show notes because it's, it's a bit of a, you have to kind of see it. When I was in Singapore, I'll share this quick story. I went to a meeting and I went to the bathroom before the meeting and I saw this, this cartoon on the wall explaining why you have to throw your garbage into the garbage and not throw it on the floor. I guess that was a problem in this building. And at the end, it said, this is sponsored by the toilet association of Singapore, the restroom association of Singapore. So I thought it was a joke. So I took a picture of it and then I went home and I Googled it. It's a real thing. Like this is a, an organization that they promote clean bathrooms in Singapore and they almost like have a union. And then they, every year they make up a, a press conference and they, they talk about the cleanliness of bathrooms and they score themselves in bathrooms. Like it gives a pure metric of them. And I think they even participated in getting a national toilet day, which is Somewhere the International Toilet Day, which is sometime in November. The UN has an international toilet day. Not a problem we think of in first world countries, but in third world countries, definitely a problem. They don't have toilets. Oh, I forgot one part. They had a survey. So they had a survey. They built this whole press conference off a survey. Worst survey I ever saw. So I reached out, I said, I work for SurveyMonkey, curious to find out what you do. Saw your survey. Would love to see if I can help you make a better survey. So I partner with them, get permission from SurveyMonkey to partner with them to make a better survey. I write the survey with them i tell them i'm going to get the responses across the island of singapore we pay for people on facebook to answer the surveys and you know give answers about cleanliness of bathrooms but i threw in some other questions which were more bathroom humor and i thought that would help us go viral and it did so that survey got mentioned on every single media channel in the entire country of singapore and all across asia at the press conference, they kept talking about the survey. So all the press showed up and that's how I got all those mentions. The whole thing, aside for the fact that it took my time to help them write the survey, was $500 in Facebook ads to get people to respond to the survey. There's like things like who was more likely to drop a phone in the toilet, an Android or an iPhone user. They wanted things like how clean do you think the bathrooms are? But that was not the interesting thing. Bathroom humors is something everyone loves to share. But I saw the power of that media amplification on traditional media and not just the backlinks of linking to a bathroom survey, so I talk about it as a backlink campaign because we got a lot of backlinks, but for me, it was more important like they get playing this thing on t v like talking about the Survey Monkey survey on clean toilets. so I thought that was really cool.
1: I don't know we just came full circle to dirty diapers. And I think it was we- great waiting
0: <laughs> that was amazing. It <laughs> shows uh, the episode
1: one thing that we are thinking about though before we close out all together is what a an amazing outstanding guest could be for this podcast. So I'm generally not the biggest fan of guests. I wanna keep this between you and I, Eli tries to convince me to invite a guest. So I said, Okay, let's let's ask our listeners and if we get somebody, you know, pitched or somebody pitches who's outstanding, then I would be open and changing my stance. So If you feel like you're that person, or if you feel like you know that person and want to nominate someone, please reply to our email or reach out to us on Twitter and LinkedIn would love to know.
0: Yeah. And this is only if Elon Musk doesn't respond. We, we, we're trying to get him to come on. We're hoping we're, we're not that confident that he will show up. So we, we are looking for someone else to try having a guest. We're probably gonna do this once or twice a year. So just looking for ideas. Kevin's not into it. So appeal to my better nature to get onto the show. I love it.
1: Cool. Elon, if you hear this once again, we're waiting for your response. Seems like you have other things to do. Fine. But until then, Eli, uh, see you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Kevin. And now it's your turn. Head over to contrarianmarketingpodcast.com and subscribe to the free weekly newsletter to get a summary of today's episode, key takeaways, and community content. And while you're there, go to today's episode and leave your opinion in the comments. We'll feature the best thoughts in the newsletter and on the podcast. Also, if you like today's episode, please feel free to leave five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and here next week.